Happy Friday, shippers! It's time for another series couple talk. Today we are joined by the Book Was Better podcast to talk Perkabath Part One. Do we <laughs> ship it? Listen to find out. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, where Devin and I and our occasional guest or guests fight to the death about our favorite and not-so-favorite couples of all time. That's right. And today we are joined once again by the marvelous The Book Was Better podcast. Um, on their podcast, Kaylee and Taylor dissect book-to-film adaptations and decide whether or not if the book was in fact better. Their podcast is a real treat, and they are always a joy to listen to. So welcome to these lovely ladies, Taylor and Kaylee. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yes. So we joined The Book Was Better for a um, book and movie comparison on the first Percy Jackson uh, text, which was The Lightning Thief, a few weeks back in beginning of march and uh that was super fun so go check it out and we also had them on last season to talk harry and Ginny, which was one of also taylor's, a treat <laughs> also a treat and also one <laughs> we, of taylor's we, we favorites really we're like just to picking join you guys for taylor's taylor's OTP. picks i know, I know. <laughs> we already did your pick though so it's <laughs> we'll have to redo one it with day we can do one of mine but they've really <laughs> been taylor's so far <laughs> i mean honestly we're going we did number one harry Ginny. now we're doing number two perkabeth i'm like let's just we keep did. going Great Gatsby, so that counts. But that was for your show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so <laughs> today we are going to be discussing Percy and Annabeth in two parts. That's right. These two deserve two parts, and this is really our first ever two-part episode where we are uh, focusing on two parts of their lives. So one will focus on the first set of the five, first set of the five books that is part of the Percy Jackson Olympian series. The second part will focus on the Heroes of Olympus series that follows afterwards. Yes, which this is all super exciting for me because I'm experiencing it for the first time. I so can't, you guys <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah, so just so everyone knows, I haven't even started reading the Heroes of Olympus series yet. So I'm very fresh and new to all of this. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there for everyone listening so you can tell someone who grew up with it and someone who's new to it and our different perspectives on this episode. So it's I'm be new fun. to the Heroes of Olympus, but I'm familiar. I've read some when I was younger of Percy Jackson and then I'm rereading them now. But cool. I don't think I finished the whole series when I when they were first coming out. So I, it was a how? treat. How? I know. I know. <laughs> Anyways, Steph. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move on and get started. Uh, obviously, first of all, spoiler alert, because we're going to be talking about all five books of the first series. So if you've not read the books, you are thus warned. Um, and we're also going to be throwing in some movie talk, too. So if you haven't seen the movies, just keep that in mind. Um, okay, so I wrote Do a summary. Do we need to, though? Do we need to talk about <laughs> the movies? <laughs> we'll just pretend it didn't happen. It's not Yeah. <laughs> Honestly... These movies are one of the they're they're they didn't happen in my book. That was quite a fun episode talking about the lightning thief. Actually, we had a, a lot of faux pas. So bad. <laughs> fun episode, but the movie was so bad. So was bad. So yeah. Bad. <laughs> 
All right. So here's my little summary. So judge me all you want because it's very, very brief. Uh, okay. So one day. Oh, no. Let's start at the actual beginning. <laughs> Percy Jackson seems like a normal 12 year old until some strange things start to happen. And notice I say 12 year old and not 16 or 17 or whatever he was in the film. One day, after an attack from his math teacher, I think it was math. Was she his math teacher? I don't know. His math sub, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, She was attacking him. She was some sort of strange monster. Um, (laughs) He learns that he is a demigod and later finds out that he's the son of Poseidon. So he's sent to what's called Camp Half-Blood, a place where the children of the gods go to learn how to fight, take care of themselves, and generally be a demigod. And there he meets... Annabeth. So this is Percabeth, Percy and Annabeth. Uh, the two are kind of at odds instantly, but there's a little something there. Although they are 12, so it's not that much. It's friendship at first. Like they're 12 so, years old. Okay. They are 12, <laughs> so true. let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, but so they become friends and they adventure together kind of throughout the book series and go on quests um, to save friends or honestly the world entirely at points, which is kind of interesting. Um, and Annabeth at one time has a crush on this guy named Luke who I'm sure we're going to talk about Um, and he becomes the series enemy as Kronos takes over his body Uh, this probably is all very confusing to anyone who has not read the book so I'm sorry (laughs) but Percy also has definitely don't clarify they don't explain (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway so Percy has some did you add this word tangles, I Devin? Did. You added this word tangles What's in my What's wrong summer. with the word tangles? All right. Percy also has some <laughs> tangles with love and the likes mm-hmm. of Rachel Dare and other admirers, which Percy's so dumb, honestly. We'll talk about it, but he's so dumb at times. <laughs> but he's the uh, best kind of dumb. <laughs> he is the best kind of dumb. It's perfect. But it's pretty clear uh, throughout the series as they're battling monsters and saving Olympus that the two have an unspoken connection. Eventually, in the last book of the series, they defend Olympus, believe it or not. And then they end up together. The end. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but so I won't get, <laughs> I won't get into their... it continues into another five books. No. <laughs> uh-huh. It definitely continues into a whole other series. So right now, we're going to leave it at that. And then in part two, we'll talk about, uh, what is it big. called? The Heroes of Olympus. Yeah, yes. there's a big ellipses at the end there. and the <laughs> Yep. Dot, dot, dot. To be continued. Yes. All right, so there's my little summary, and uh, let's get talking. I want to hear, especially from Taylor right now on all this stuff, but from the book was better. We're going to be talking Percabeth. Um, Okay, our first question. These two aren't always smooth sailing. At the start, they have a few things to work out. So how do you feel about the slow burn and frenemies to lovers tropes used here? And Devin put something about Athena versus Poseidon history, but I don't really know how that's relevant. So <laughs> it was for my mental. Come on, no, I know that's how very that's relevant. relevant, but I don't know the history all too well. It was for so my mental process me. of why I created the question. Oh, I was going to say, is this really? No, like it wasn't. It wasn't part of the question. It was for me to justify like why I created. It, it, once, once she knows that he's a son of Poseidon, it's almost like she on on instinct is like, well, I shouldn't like you. I shouldn't like him. Because my mom doesn't like your dad. Right. And then learns that like, well, that's stupid. That's a stupid way to choose (laughs) who you're going to like. Like, (laughs) (laughs) There, I've been enlightened. Makes sense now, Devin. (laughs) You're welcome. But tell us, what are your feels about the slow burn and frenemies to lovers tropes here? 
Who wants to go first? Yeah, um, Taylor, start. Start. <laughs> I'll start us off. I think it's beautifully done. I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and here's my Perfection. reasons why. <laughs> so I think especially because the series does start with them being so young, mm-hmm. I think that it was good to have some something that prevented them from immediately starting out the relationship like yeah. on a good note i think when you're like talking about 12 year old kids you gotta be a little careful <laughs> with like mm-hmm. how quickly do they develop romantic feelings right. like it's nice to have a slower burn with children <laughs> because you're like don't don't do that yet wait till you're older about it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think that this series does a great job of slow uh, like a slow burn friendship oh is this what love feels like i'm a 14 yeah. year old boy gross no i don't maybe i'll my like hands are gross and sweaty like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't want to touch her like maybe you know. i don't want that to oh wait but she's with another guy no i don't like that either let me like and then <laughs> and this really coming of age story which I is say, i think the building's roman it's a yeah um, I think it's like the best coming of age story for yep. like awkward teenagers. Like mm-hmm. this is perfect. the perfect story to read when you're also an awkward teenager because it really captures how you kind of interact with the opposite gender when you're like, "Yep, or we're friends, but also I think you're <laughs> cute, but gross, but." Don't talk to any I other guys. I still remember that there are, like, was it in elementary school or, or intermediate school when there would be, like, weird, like, family, like, play. Like, mm-hmm. we play family, like, during yeah, recess. Yeah, like, you're and it was the like, mom yeah. and I'm yeah. the dad. And, and this the is kids, the kids. And we're, like, going to play, like, family. Yep. Like, it just was yep. really weird <laughs> now that yep. I'm thinking about <laughs> it. But it happens. So it's yep. interesting to, like... Not that that happened in the text, but right. it's no, but something to... That vibe where right, it's exactly. like growing together. And I think also with the Athena Poseidon thing, this idea of overcoming initial like first impressions and, and prejudices. prejudices and, you know, maybe how your parents feel about the other person. Yeah. Because uh, obviously really Poseidon and Athena aren't thrilled about it <laughs> they don't right. like each um, other they're also not really hands-on parents so i don't think it's not yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> but I, I they are class a stellar yeah. <laughs> dad of the year mom parents. of the year for sure <laughs> but i just think that it was the best choice that rick could have made for the start mm-hmm. of percy and annabeth's relationship to keep it relatable and also keep it very endearing to the reader yeah i think you're totally right i feel like relationships are always stronger when they start on a foundation of friendship 100 percent. they just you don't see as much there there tends to be less red flags less toxicity involved Mm -hmm. like it just Mm -hmm. tends to be a healthier stronger relationship when it starts on a foundation of friendship coming from the woman who married one of her best friends from high school <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up now everyone's gonna <laughs> it, so like. that is so funny but i i agree i think like ultimately i wouldn't even call it like frenemies to lovers i would just say friends to lovers because i think you're right like when they're that young 
being friends with the opposite sex and like being sort of attracted to them, but sort of like ew. ew what are what are attractions? What, what are, are feelings? feelings? What yeah, is exactly. Feelings? I think it's exactly how a friendship would be going like that, mm-hmm. and then eventually they do grow into these feelings as they're exploring more. Hey, I kind of like your blonde hair, and like oh, really? <laughs> they don't really act on them until they're much older, you know? Yeah, they right. don't oh, yeah. really yeah. form that relationship until it's an appropriate age. To, and yeah, what is it, the third or the there. fourth book that they start, like, questioning? The fourth? Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty near, like, the end of the series mm-hmm. that they Even are... Even the second one. Is the second one where he has to go on a quest for her? No, the third one is the one she, But when even he has still, like, her. there's no kissing until right. they're, like, right. at least 14. Fifteen mm-hmm. years right. old, yeah. and like the uh, the relationship is never isn't established until the end when they're like right. sixteen. Mm-hmm. Right. So right, yeah, and we kind of see like protective feelings start, but it's friend it's friendship. Like like that's, that's the interesting clear. thing because he feels at the beginning pretty similarly about Annabeth and Grover. He's like they're both yeah, my friends. Yeah. I would die for them. They're the <laughs> yeah. best. And then he's like, as he gets older, he's like, wait, maybe these are different. Maybe these different are different feelings. feelings. Slowly, <laughs> Grover becomes the third wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second, Grover. Um, I, but this is love a him. slow burn that I can handle. I love Grover. Um, mm-hmm. they're, uh, yes, I agree. But because I don't necessarily like slow burns all the time. No, no I, I can't stand it. Sometimes I, so, they're ridiculously long. Right. It depends. This is one it that depends. I can. This is one that I can handle in the sense that. I know that they're kids and they're growing up and it's natural. Should be slow. Right. It's, it's meant to be that way. So I like that. He was very, (laughs) uh, yeah, just knowledgeable of that. And I appreciate that. He very deliberate. It was a very, very, it was, it was a specific choice that he made. Um, and I love that they, like you guys said, they had to start off with dealing with their jealousies and their prejudices and these feelings that they don't know how to understand um but they need to work through them together and overcome them together um and decide like they have to make choices for themselves and not allow other people to put on what expectations and sort of what they need to become in a sense um Mm -hmm. so that's my two cents Mm. ideal very good so next oh sorry no, I was just going to say if anyone had anything else before next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Next, how big are first impressions when it comes to love? And how does this meet you line up with others we've seen? <laughs> Taylor's smiling. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it's funny because even though maybe first conscious impressions are a little bit different right because percy's a little out of it when he really first meets annabeth um but like after his initial impression it's just ooh, she's really pretty she has Mm -hmm. hair like a princess you know right (laughs) and then after they actually interact he's like Wow, she's kind of a know-it-all, you know. It, like, yeah, shifts. Um, it's like, oh, she opened her mouth, and now I don't want to be friends with yeah. her anymore. <laughs> and but how many times think... have has that happened to us? Like, come on. <laughs> I think first impressions alter and vary greatly again with age, right? Mm. So your first impression with somebody at twenty years old 
maybe, you know, your feelings and opinion on that person aren't going to change much over you right. know, a couple years because they're kind of already pretty established as who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. But first impressions as a 12 year old, like you're going to really see that person change and grow and shift. Oh, yeah. If you yep. stay it's close enough, especially in the years. In the Percy Jackson universe where they're going on these life-changing quests and, like, <laughs> saving no the world. supervision. <laughs> like, a yeah. lot of growth. No big deal. A lot of growth happening there. Yeah, it's true. They are kind of forced into a lot of really crazy situations for young people. So yeah, they grow I would really say fast. the first mm -hmm. impression almost just, like, it's cute in the moment, but it's almost just kind of like... They forget about it once they spend a lot of time together. I feel yeah. like they start, they really are in this transitional part of their life. And we see a lot of different sides of Annabeth and also a lot of different sides of Percy as they're growing. And I think that that's really what establishes their close friendship and mm -hmm. their eventual relationship. It's like those moments they had to get real vulnerable real quick with each other. Yeah. yeah. I think first impressions matter, but they're not the end all be all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like love takes time and while there are circumstances where love is at first sight for the most part of the time love grows from that first moment on um especially this, when you're 12 years old yeah and this isn't really the cutest of meat cutes we've seen before yeah, yeah i was like um, meat cute right quote unquote um, it's cute in the sense that you're looking at them as 12 year olds and you're like exactly and you're like oh look at them i do find <laughs> it funny that percy children. Yeah, I do find it funny that Percy wants it to be a meet-cute, <laughs> but, <Annabeth, laughs> but Annabeth being, like, who she is nope. states the obvious and isn't impressed by his heroism of, like, defeating the you Minotaur and sword. Like, yeah, and, and then she says her infamous line. And, and <laughs> Yeah, all right, that's that's cool, thanks. <laughs> I was really but expecting like, you to say something great, but I feel uh, like thanks. that actually, like, sets up their relationship so well, because especially once Percy, like, finds out he's the son of one of the big three and he has this mm -hmm. great prophecy about him and it's like there's a lot of high expectations for him and everyone's kind of like whoa you're so awesome and Annabeth's like you drill when you sleep you suck like yeah. I so think cool. she's a realist <laughs> it was good to she bring him, him back down that's to earth sure. yeah <laughs> she keeps him humble that's true he's he's kind of an eccentric brain so she like levels him out yeah, she's like, you're not that cool. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she does tend to think things through more, right? She's the yes. strategist. She 100%. Yeah, 100%. Plans and thinks ahead, whereas he's a little bit more quick to just jump straight into action. And so they really balance each other out because sometimes mm -hmm. you can't you can't plan everything in advance. Yeah. You do have to be quicker to action. And so he pushes her to grow in those regards. And then she pushes him to slow down sometimes. To not be an idiot. Really think things through <laughs> and don't be such a seaweed brain. Like, yeah. I, I do love that question? about Did them. I jump ahead? Okay. <laughs> you may have, but even so, it's a good point. Because I, I do love that about them just thinking about it more. Like, I love those characters that balance each other out. But in doing that, like, push each other to grow mm -hmm. so much. You can see the frustration between the two of them sometimes, too. <laughs> like, it's so it's great. I, yeah, it's, it's exactly. It, it's a good balance for a relationship. Not that I'm saying I ship it or not right now, immediately, but... No, no. <laughs> not right away. I feel like it's pretty obvious uh, on some of these right from the beginning. But. It is pretty obvious. Especially if you guys listen to the Taming of the Shrew episode. I pretty much hated that immediately and definitely was bad. But moving on. Next question. 
Four years, Annabeth has been waiting, waiting for a quest, waiting for her destiny to finally arrive. More specifically, her prophecy says that someone special will come and issue a new life for her. How do you feel about her waiting for Prince Charming? Which I don't, I wouldn't call him yeah, Prince Charming. Heavy, <laughs> Prince heavy air quotes on that one. <laughs> Because like Percy is no Prince Charming. Well, but it's also nope. it's not set up as a, in the prophecy, right? Like, it's not set up as a, you're waiting for some man to come. Correct. You know? yeah. No, it's not. It just happens to be Percy that, <laughs> you know, shifts her life and pushes all this change to happen. Yep. Right. Um, but again, kind yeah. of like what we already mentioned it's the right person for her yep. to push her to grow. And it's not like she needs a knight in shining armor to save her. Like no. she's just as active in the story and just as active in her own progression, but she needed the right person to shift her perception and push her to change. And I, I think that that's one of the most important things is I believe that Annabeth and she even, I don't know, I was giving the thumbs up. Um, <laughs> she even goes on to, you know, when they hear the sirens and she hears that her biggest, like her fatal flaw is hubris or pride. Like pride, she thinks pride, yeah. she could make the world a better place. She's like, if I could do it over, like I would. And when they're in the arcade and she like is building this city and she's like, this is way better than what the gods did. And I think that. <laughs> A big reason she needed someone else to be, like, the head of the quest was yeah. to humble her. Like, I mm -hmm. honestly, like, just like we talked about, she kind of humbles Percy. I think that Percy humbles her in a similar way, where it's, like, too bad. Like, yeah. that's not what you're doing. Like, you she are here to... She wants a chance to, to prove herself. Yeah. It's, like, you are here to help Percy, like... I like be smart and you know use your plans use those skills that you got from being a daughter of Athena but you're not the smartest person all the time like it's not, not always main character <laughs> yeah <laughs> main character syndrome main character and syndrome like, yeah like sorry you're not I think like you're important for me, but you're not the main character <laughs> like I really related to Annabeth in the way that like I always relate like I always love the main characters they're always my favorite Harry Potter Percy Jackson like uh, Frodo Aragorn like all the main guys are always my absolute favorite characters because <laughs> I like that's what I want I'm like I want to be the main character but in all honesty I'd probably be the Annabeth like <laughs> that's just how it would go and it's so annoying but I also I love that, that you see it that you see in like two chapters and then like <laughs> 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 dies later on but I think that it was really good for Rick to show a character like Annabeth that is very relatable that a lot of us aren't going to be the main characters in life like a lot of us are just going to be kind and of the person to accept that too yeah and to realize that you're still important like Annabeth's still boss she's still yeah. awesome supporting characters are still important <laughs> yeah heck yeah you and just a quick roles. 
You do. Quick side note, I love in this series, one of the things I appreciate a lot is how well he like slips in little important parts of mythology. Like he just so naturally puts it as part of the story. When you were talking about the fatal flaw, like I love that that is a, such a lesson for all of them, that mm-hmm. they have these fatal flaws. I just think he does a really good job. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like J.K. Rowling really built her own Wizarding World with her own rules. It's right. a lot harder when you're going from the the mythology side of things where there's so much history and so many symbols and so much you could pull from. I just think that he, like Rick Riordan, does a really good job of pulling the right things to make mm-hmm. it reasonable. Yeah, um, I agree. So I, I love that he, the little tidbit is I love that he put the fatal flaw in as something that they really learn from in the end. I also think it's really cool that Annabeth is going against her natural instincts. She's going against yep. her, her very nature of being a planner and being everything by having to wait. Um, she yep. wants to just push on and do her own thing, but she can't, she has to wait. Um, and eventually her patience wins her over. Um, but I think it's a unique twist and it's an underplayed twist that um, the author uses because usually it's the girl waiting for Prince Charming, but yeah, she's still kind of waiting for him, but she's also just recognizing that okay, I need to allow him to lead this and I am here to support him. And it's not necessarily like because he's a guy, right? It's because it's not my time. I will have a quest one day. I will have my time, yep. And spoiler alert, she does! (laughs) Yeah, man! (laughs) Yeah. But we won't get into that yet. This is the one I really want to talk about. (laughs) It's the one I really want to talk about. I was like, so I'll read the question. Luke and (laughs) Annabeth, do these guys even need a question or can we just talk about their relationship? (laughs) That's where I was going to leave it. But then I added in some like sample questions if we wanted to like branch off. But I figured we could just have that Luke and Annabeth statement and go from there. (laughs) Honestly. (sighs) There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, first of all, the fact that Annabeth knew Luke from the time she was like eight years old, six or seven, six or eight, or eight. Something seven like that. or eight. Yeah, she was young. And how old was he? I I never really thought that was clear. Uh, so he 12, was. He's like eighteen. Yeah, so he's or like six, six or yeah. Yeah. sixteen, seventeen. It's like, like a it's like okay. a five to six year gap. Um, but when you're kids, it's like obviously she's gonna look up to him. And right. especially in the way that, like, he saved her life, essentially. Yeah. And so yep. I think that it's kind of a very she distorted... She him up on a pedestal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a distorted relationship in the fact that Annabeth views Luke through rose-colored glasses, really. Mm-hmm. And she... So, you know, she doesn't want to see the bad stuff she doesn't want to admit that maybe he's not the best guy in the world and she wants to think she can save him just like he saved her and she can return the favor and she can help him and like when it comes down to it it's his choices it's his life and at the very very last minute he's like yeah i liked you annabeth and you're like nah nah brah too late (laughs) you burned that bridge two books ago like no yep i never knew what to think of his feelings for her like um like i I was that i that's the one thing i hated that yeah i don't think it was necessary i think and it doesn't make it was like a little sister thing like he thought of her like a little sister 
That's how I always and he asked viewed her to it. Run away with him, essentially. Like you don't really do that. That was weird. Unless it was you're trying weird. to like, especially because yeah. it's so like at that point, he would have been like in his twenties. He's an adult <laughs> and she's a minor. I don't. <laughs> you're like. I don't no, like exactly. Don't like I don't like and that's why I question it. Like, is it a protective thing? Because at times, like, you definitely get a vibe that they're they're vibing for each other in a romantic sense. Like, I at least think so. And then I'm like, that's weird. Is it just a protective thing that's like coming out and in the wrong way? If that's what's hard is it's very there's a very thin line and it dances mm. right on that line. Like it does when it I right. first read it. <laughs> And granted, when I first read it, I myself was like 16. So I probably didn't see right. the issues as much. The issue. But even You then, never do I in always, the moment. I always read it as protective big brother. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, when I reread it, I was like, okay, there's some red flags here <laughs> that right. I don't like. Especially because I have always really liked Luke as a character. And I'm just like, he was all, He already has such a tragic story, Rick. Like, why do mm-hmm. you have to add any of this all kind that of shady stuff? Well, I wonder I, if he was just being manipulative, and Annabeth just had these feelings. Because right. I remember when I was young, like when I was yep, a teenager, especially, I was like, "That guy's hot." You know, he's a little older <laughs> than me, whatever. But I just wonder if he was manipulating that because I think he recognized. I think it's both. Go ahead. I think that yeah. on the one hand he was definitely manipulative for a good chunk of it because mm-hmm. he knew Annabeth's feelings and well, he and was he trying to play was on also that being manipulated himself. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, but true. I think that in moments of, um, stress and moments of anguish, like depression, anxiety, when your emotions are turned up to 11, you can't distinguish between some mm-hmm. stuff. And I think it's possible that Luke was like, maybe these are romantic feelings. I don't know. I just want you to come with me. And if it's romantic feelings that you need, great. We can we can do that. I just like <laughs> need you to not be against me in this. Even yeah. though I think his real feelings were more sibling like love. Yeah, like, I, I need yeah. somebody to help me. And I think that in those moments of stress and confusion, it got twisted into maybe this is romantic that's kind of the best way i can look at it to make me feel better about it sure and i also think he comes from a really broken home like oh yeah it's just he's never like a lot of these so yeah a lot of these demigods do right they come from this home where like their territory it kind of comes yeah what you are so yeah mm-hmm. and he just like couldn't handle it i mean if you see like how his mom was which that's an incredible arc too with his mom yeah. and then mm-hmm. yeah. so sad. a lot about why oh he my is gosh he is exactly yeah. but like uh, as i was saying just a moment ago um he's never felt love before so mm-hmm. because he has some type of love for annabeth it kind of yeah is elevated because he's not uh, not sure how to process these feelings um but i never i was never a fan of this (laughs) and i found it more of like almost similar to falling in love with your older sibling's best friend yeah something like Mm. that like like someone who's around a lot and you're just like oh they're cute yeah Yeah, you admire them you look up to them like it was just i never was satisfied um and he and it clouds her judgment a lot mm-hmm. like almost way too much oh yeah uh, for someone oh, who yeah. is a thinker and processes things like 
I felt like at times it made her seem weak, but she's Luke is not her weak. weak. Spot. Yeah, yeah. And so well, I guess again, I like I like that. Mind, the entire series happens when she's twelve to sixteen. Years right. Old. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. and I, I do like that she has that's her her weak spot is luke and she wants to she sees the best in him and i like that aspect of it like Mm -hmm. you need somebody when you're at your lowest you need somebody who sees the best in you and she's always that person uh i just don't know the problem is how he manipulates it yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) he's not great (laughs) yeah yeah all right any other thoughts on luke before we move on i'm sure there's a lot of thoughts but we could probably (laughs) yeah we need to keep it going focus of this podcast (laughs) all right moving on in the titan's curse we meet the hunters of artemis freaking cool rock on hunters of artemis and annabeth is torn between becoming a huntress or remaining at camp half-blood what is pushing her to go with them what is she giving up by choosing to stay or go? And why does she ultimately decide not to join them? Lots well, of questions. She ultimately decides not to join them. Be- it's hugely influenced by Percy and her feelings. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what we wanted to hear. <laughs> hugely, hugely I mean, yeah. influenced by that. Like... Like so much I mean. so. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the driving factor. Like behind her making the decision was like in the end she had stronger feelings for percy than she did a desire to go and in this direction join this sisterhood and this like of boss because awesome huntresses so cool honestly like i get it yeah because yeah Yeah. i get it you never die like group you just run around going around and just taking names and like yeah it's great girl power let's do this thing but and i think it also as we kind of mentioned she wanted to be important she wanted to mm-hmm. feel like she had a purpose she and wanted I think her spotlight with the the hunters of artemis it was like oh yeah these are some very important ladies like they get stuff done <laughs> like this sounds like my kind of people but in the end she realized that the amount that she would be sacrificing wasn't worth her fulfilling this fantasy idea that she had of what life should look like but it's pretty impactful to their relationship because I think it helps Percy realize in his yes. young Titan's curse. He's 13, 14? Yeah, 14, sure. 14-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you need, you need, he needed that potential loss to really realize like, oh no. Yeah. Like, Look at how much I I have. would die if you left. That, that level of yeah. relief also. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time we really see him grapple with the idea of possibly not having Annabeth by his side. And then he gets real scared real fast. Yeah, he gets very scared. And it, it's kind of like one of those, those first moments for me where I'm like, okay, I see where the author's going with this. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's pushing them together, which is good. And the one thing I will say kind of off topic about the Hunters of Artemis, I, I just love the humor of the fact that like, Camp Half-Blood is a bunch of young people and I just kind of like see all of these different opportunities like as if she's walking around with like a pamphlet for the Hunters of Artemis just like oh yeah this is what I'm going to choose for my future like 
<laughs> I love that he that he did this, and they all have these different paths that they go on. Um, and I think the Hunters of Artemis was like the first time that I was like, oh. That's cool. That's where I'd want to be if I was a demigod. <laughs> I, I like the idea of the vast world that Rick created right. within Camp Half-Blood. Because like, you think like, oh yeah. yeah, Camp Half-Blood, this like summer camp. Some people stay there all year. But then it's like, no, no, there's more. Like you could go do this. You could go do this. Or and this. then once we yeah. reach the Heroes of Olympus series, it blows up even more. It and it's does. just like so cool. And you kind of realize, like, oh, yeah, there are a lot of options for Annabeth to take. Like, she could do lots of different stuff. And so the fact that she decides to stay with Percy is, like, a choice. Like, it is a choice for her. It's not like, oh, yeah, I guess this is my only option in this small world of Camp Half-Blood. He's the best guy here. Like, no, there's lots. There's a whole wide world out there. And she chooses to like stick with it i think it's another check on her pride too because like you were saying it's something that could be really cool if she does it she could be really important but she chooses to follow a different instinct and like take a risk of like just seeing where else she could go because she sort of has these feelings for percy or even just like knows that she needs to complete a different quest and i love that because she checks herself in that moment and that's really cool to see i i agree she's always wanting the next like what's the next step for me? What can I? What's what's out there for me? Um, yeah. And she also feels like this unique oneness with the huntresses. She yeah. just feels connected to them, um, but she's giving up a lot. She's like everything that she's built in the process of her leaving home. She's had to build a new life for herself, um, mm-hmm. and in enjoying the hunters, she's giving up on what she's worked so hard for. She's yeah, also giving she- up on her. Relationship Blood is very close life, to her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, like, she's been the there a long time. <laughs> she, yeah. for a long time, I mean, Percy is actually part of the influence that gets her to try and live Go with her dad home. again. For, right. First, you know, during like the school year and whatnot. Because for a while there, she was, she was a year rounder. She, right. she yeah. wasn't just there for the summer, she lived there full time. which can be tough well he comments on all the beads right Mm -hmm. she has so many beads on her necklace and that's one of the things that he like comments on is oh she's been here a while i can tell Mm -hmm. (laughs) and even her her relationship with chiron and her relationship with dionysus like she mr d is an established Mm -hmm. part of the camp like everyone knows who annabeth everyone looks up to her too everyone respects her and so even when she's I think really that, young even when she's 12 yeah. like yeah it's like she knows what's up yep but yeah essentially it is just percy that's <laughs> i think yeah that's the driving it's factor <laughs> uh, how can she leave the dude he'd be helpless without her yeah, he would he die would. in like two minutes yeah he'd be done the truth All right, but i do think on. it's interesting Ooh, really quick just that yeah. Thalia does join the hunters. Mm, yes, which is very interesting because, like, I don't. We don't really get to the see onto Percy. That's mm-hmm. true, but we don't really get to see like Annabeth's reaction very much. Like, we kind of see it, but I'd love to have like that conversation where it's like I would too. Annabeth almost did that, and then she said no, and then Thalia, who was like her childhood best friend, does do it, and she's like, "Hold up." <laughs> 
Mm. How could you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, choosing a college and then being like, yeah, we're not going to go to that college. And then your best friend's like, well, I'm I'm going to go to that college. Go. You can stay here. <laughs> it's like, like Mr. Collins. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rough. Yes. You're like, oh, okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Leave me. But yeah, I, I distinctly remember thinking that too. I would have loved to have seen Annabeth and Thalia a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. I, just in general too. Yeah. I, I wanted more of their relationship because well, they were a lot closer when they were younger. There wasn't yeah, there was an age gap in the beginning. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly they're the same age. And then she was yes. a tree. <laughs> and then <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. And then she was a tree. Initially it was like cool Thalia's like an older sister figure and then it's like mm-hmm. oh now we're the same age <laughs> just <laughs> kidding <laughs> yeah let's see how this affects our relationship and the dynamic here mm-hmm. like, yeah mm-hmm. they focused Rick focused a lot on Percy and Thalia's relationship yeah but yeah I would have loved to see Annabeth in there a little bit more for sure cuckoo all right so in the Titans curse again um Riordan gives us a circular ending with with Perkabeth's dance. Um, They start one at the school and then finish it on Mount Olympus. So how has this journey, yeah, (laughs) how has this journey or quest, specifically the Titan's curse, um, been a pillar in their relationship? And what are your thoughts about this circular ending? I think the Titan's curse is like the, one of the most important books for the Perkabeth relationship. I think yep. that the Titan's Curse was the turning point from mm-hmm. awkward. Will they? Won't <laughs> they? To friends. Yeah, going to. It's just a matter of time. This is this is for reals, and I love the way that it was done. I think that he, in like you know, from the dance to the dance, like the amount of growth mm-hmm. that they go through is kind of crazy. Yep. But it also, the, like, crap that they had to go through, <laughs> like, really did bond them very strongly together. Like, they had to oh, go yeah. through a lot in the Titan's Curse with the the Titan's Curse. Um, <laughs> it's like, Holding the boulder. After. Yeah, I'm like, with that, like... like the sky, yeah. Like, and the fact that the whole thing was Percy literally willing to sacrifice his life for Annabeth. Like, in that yeah. moment, he's like, I'd rather die than have something well, happen to Annabeth. I love what it says about Percy's personal growth, especially, because the whole story is from Percy's point of view. It's You're mm-hmm. inside the mind of this adolescent boy, okay? So, mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's a bunch of uh, this is weird, and oh my gosh, I hate it, and you know, my hands are probably so sweaty and gross, and she's probably just <laughs> thinking about how gross I am, and oh no, I gotta make sure I don't step on her toe, you know, and it's just all of this just nervous, young boy, like, Tension. Bo- process, right? But then in the end, it's Percy suggesting to dance. Like, mm-hmm. he goes from this... Uh, no gross Uh, i'm so bad at this i'm the worst girls have cooties this is so hard on me (laughs) he grows up hey let's dance and she smiles and like takes his hand and they dance like Mm -hmm. growth growth so much growth (laughs) (laughs) i 
love this journey for Percy. And I love it for you, it's, Percy. I it's a <laughs> it's a whole soul search <laughs> for why. Like, yep. why is he actually going on this quest? Mm. What's the real drive behind it? Um, who's who's he really doing it for? Is it for himself? Is it for Annabeth? Um, or is it for himself and Annabeth? <laughs> like, what <laughs> is it for? Together, <laughs> right? Um, and I love his chat with Aphrodite. Um, mm-hmm. And how she's like, oh, this is going to be a fun twist. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's all about just like grow. And he's trying to like hide bits and pieces of like the conversation uh, from his friends. <laughs> he's like, we don't, we're not going to talk about this stuff. We're only going to talk like, about no, this stuff. That, that was gross. <laughs> no. no. Talk. <laughs> uh, but no, I just love the the bonding nature of it. And I know there's a lot, uh, I binge these, so it's hard for me to break up the pieces of each one. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> trying in my head. I'm like, and in the Titans curse, yes. they- <laughs> I, 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 before this, I like took notes and I like went back through cause it wasn't that long ago that we read them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a completionist. So when we started rereading the series, I had to keep reading all of them, even though we didn't talk about all of them on our right. show. Um, but like I, I was taking notes about like, okay, this key thing happens in this book because mm-hmm. otherwise I will not keep it straight. Yeah, that's You're smart. dedicated. That's good. I should have done that because I'm yeah. a little scrambled I need right a now. notebook for all the things that I'm reading. Yeah, I do. I have a notebook for all the things that I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> I see I'm many people post about their books. reading notebooks and I'm like, that's a good idea, but I don't have time for that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. somehow Kaylee does I don't know how she does I just have moleskin journals like moleskin little they're just little moleskin and I just Aww. I have those them. too I don't use them I have a bunch of I like, <laughs> have either. one in my car I have one in my purse so I write organized. in all my books they're kind of all no, over the place Steph, no you would hate my books I write all over them I uh, all day I only wrote in my books <laughs> in college textbooks. and that was because yeah, I textbooks. felt like I had to because yeah, there's because just so much to. going on so you can tell I have like my version of like Jane Austen and then like the books I <laughs> yes. read Jane Austen for I would buy like, double classes. copies in college so that I wouldn't <laughs> like, so like are you kidding me Devin <laughs> I'm not you bought in my two book. copies oh if it was no, like no, a textbook no. then I wouldn't worry that about it if it was like a singular book and I really <laughs> yeah. liked the book I wouldn't I would double like I would buy double copies like, the I'm only I'm so disappointed in my the only book okay okay well <laughs> but I feel like textbooks are like totally a different diverged. genre <laughs> yeah it really did textbooks are their own genre of book you write exactly. in those you destroy those you burn them at the end of the yeah. semester they're not real books I destroy all my books you guys would hate it I, I destroy back. all my books <laughs> textbooks I sold back Books, books I kept. Yeah. There you go. But regardless, this <laughs> back to I'm trying I'm gonna try and like <laughs> steer it, listen, listen, steer listen. it back. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the Titans Curse is a huge quest for their relationship for Perka Best's relationship. Uh, and I think it's really interesting to see how he used <laughs> this as building blocks for the entire um, series. Hello. 
That's so cute. My children came and joined us for a moment. Taylor's dog. Oh, is yeah. It's we necessary. have all these guests on the I'm, show. I'm putting his food in this little cone so to keep him distracted. Oh. <laughs> Go have fun. I also <laughs> give my children food to keep them distracted. Yep. What, a <laughs> strategy. Strategy. <laughs> what a I strategy. What a strategy, y'all. I was like, here you go. There's some protein in there. I don't feel like such a oh, get on. <laughs> that is great. Right, okay, Steph. moving on to the Battle of the Labyrinth. This is my Percy, personal favorite book. Yep. I also agree. This is one, one of my faves. Uh, Percy, not person, Percy wouldn't person. be a normal teenage boy if he didn't run into some girl trouble. Oh, I'm stirring it up again. Uh, the Battle of the Labyrinth <laughs> presents Percy with not one, but two more girls to juggle. Rachel Dare Struggle? and Calypso. I forgot about Calypso. Oh, dang. No, okay, we gotta talk about You and that. everyone Jeez. else. Poor Calypso. <laughs> you and oh, everyone else. seriously. I feel so bad. <laughs> Too close uh, okay. to home. Too close to home. Truthfully. All right, so uh, why does he struggle, and what do these girls have to offer that Annabeth doesn't, or vice versa? What don't they have to offer that Annabeth does? Well, they didn't see lot. him as a 12-year-old boy. True. <laughs> that is true. True. <laughs> okay, I, another thing about Calypso. My interesting Calypso story. different, though. Oh, very different. I don't think that Percy actually felt romantic feelings for Calypso. I think he Same. felt bad. I think, I think he felt was, obligated to save compassion. her. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he was still on Annabeth and Rachel at that point in time. Calypso just happened to be there. But I kind of disagree. And I don't know if it's, like, magic or, or mystical or whatever. But when he was there, they were having, like, picnic dinners and shit. Or, sorry, stuff that Percy <laughs> would not do with anyone else. So I don't know if but, something but got in loopy. But he didn't have a choice because they were the only two people on the island. Like I mean, I and what else are you in gonna do? Sense. I read it as a well. Who else? But are you he did spend say, your time with? <laughs> he did say I wa He wanted to stay with her. Like it was a hard choice for him to make to leave. There I was think like that a point. some of that was, probably was some sort of mystical something. But aspect. I think it's still a different relationship. I oh, think it that is. Percy felt with Calypso a sense of peace and a sense of like safety that yes. he did not feel literally anywhere else in the world <laughs> like, yeah i think that she offered this safe haven that he'd never experienced even as yeah. a kid because he was had an abusive stepdad like he has right. never had a safe minute in his life and suddenly he's on this he tropical island guard down yeah, yeah like i think that it's almost like yeah. when you go to summer camp and it's this beautiful safe place where you don't have to deal with like arguing parents or siblings picking on you and you're like wow this is magical and yeah there happens to be a guy there and you're like oh yeah he's kind of cute sure well, i'll <laughs> dance with him at the dance but then you get home Why and you're not? like what was i thinking like no he is not for me <laughs> I'm really sad we don't get closure for Calypso, though. We like, will. I, oh, spoilers, 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 spoilers. <laughs> just keep going. Keep reading, keep reading. <laughs> well, I have a lot to be excited about then. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I kind of well, spoiled it a little bit for myself, but um, I didn't get to talk about Calypso because I really like Calypso. So I agree with Taylor that it is a different type of relationship. Um, it, um, it's definitely the place where he feels most at peace and he, he feels an escape 
he can run away from the curse. He can run away from not the curse, the the prophecy. The prophecy. Uh, he can, it's almost yeah, a curse. He, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he can run away from. Um, the problems that he's facing he can run away from because at the time he's still like not sure about his feelings for annabeth i mean he the they're there but he's not like it's tensiony and there's tension and she only uh it's like a will they won't they right he just doesn't know what to do that like um luke we talked about yeah. it. There's still, yes, exactly. the There's still that Luke. Luke. <laughs> yeah. Like Gross. Covering. Oh, and in his mind, he's like, well, Luke is still somewhere on her perception. Yeah. How big, I don't know. Because yeah. before he spends two weeks with Calypso, Annabeth does kiss him. Right. True. Just before. <laughs> just so before. awkward. <laughs> It's a lot to take on and work through as a poor little fourteen-year-old yes. boy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, but I, I think well, him landing on the island is like the best of point. both worlds. He gets a girl, and he also gets peace. So he's just mm-hmm. like, I'm mm-hmm. content. And with wh- a girl that is obsessed with him because mm-hmm. that's literally her curse is to only have <laughs> guys come <laughs> that she'll love. <laughs> Like, yeah. as a teenage boy, he's like, she thinks I'm awesome. She doesn't have any problems with my seaweed brain. She thinks that I'm a hero. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's going to be into that. <laughs> right. Oh, we love it. But, okay, what about Rachel Dare? Let's talk <sighs> Rachel Dare. So good. So good. I have <laughs> so many feelings about Rachel Dare. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit, when I first read the series as, like, you know, a 13, 14 year old, I hated her because I was like, she's getting because in the way of my shit. You were nervous or just like, <laughs> I was like, get away from Percy. Away from he is for Annabeth only. <laughs> like, no. But I think but every, as I, every relationship needs, every good relationship gets tested or in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's necessary to yep. know. Or, yeah. and, I like to say you can't know what your favorite ice cream flavor is until you've tried more than one flavor of ice cream. <laughs> it's a poor, it's a, it may be a poor analogy, but it's also why Woo! I'm like, it always boggles my mind. Not that it can't happen, but when somebody like marries someone and it's like they've only ever dated that one person. One person. And it's like, mm-hmm. how can you really know what it is you're looking for in a long-term relationship if you haven't tested the waters in a couple other relationships? Like, mm-hmm. yep. How do you know chocolate chip cookie dough isn't your favorite if you've only I ever know. had vanilla? Like you need to try other flavors to know what your favorite is. Like, I yeah, I agree, and I I want to hear what you have to say, Taylor, too, because you probably had that perspective when you first started reading. But for me, as like an older person, yeah, reading this, I actually totally kind of shipped them. I love I, I love them. Rachel now. I think Rachel was so important for Percy's development. Yeah. yeah. I think that she had her own arc and is an awesome character in and of herself. Yeah. And I oh, think sure. that I love that we see more of her in Heroes of Olympus because she's just so funny and like I think she's actually one of the most relatable characters. Like, <laughs> when well, you like, think demigod. about it. Right, she just she shows up into this world. That gets like, you're thrown just like, into this yeah. mess. <laughs> like, and you're like, yeah, I get that. Like, I would also be like, what is, you guys are all idiots. Like, <laughs> right. And things are happening to her that she doesn't understand. And she's like, 
You can yeah. see that this is a sword, you know? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you look like a dummy. What are you doing? When they first met, that was one of my favorite scenes ever. When he's like, why does she know what's going on? Oh, but I got to run this way. It was just like so funny. Mm-hmm. Their little yeah. meeting moment. I liked that tie, like that cookie crumb that we get in, um, is it Titan's Curse? I think so. When they're at the mm-hmm. dam. Um, and there's just a cooking crumb of like who this girl is, and then she reappears later on. Yeah, and then she comes really back. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And I, I think again, it's a big trial for Percy and Annabeth that was important. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole like idea of Rachel's not a demigod. Rachel comes from the normal world where Percy spent. The Most first of part of his life. Like, right. Annabeth, from the time she could really start to remember things, has kind of always been thrust into this Camp Half-Blood yeah. world. Like, that's all she knows. That's all she really thinks about. You know, she's been reading Greek since she could read. Like, and Rachel's this familiar, like, oh, yeah, like, normal people. Like, mm-hmm. that's... Like, Mm -hmm. there's no greater destiny with her. There's no, like, the prophecy. It's like, hey, you're cute. You want to make out? Like, come on. (laughs) There's no drama. (laughs) Yeah, I also think it's really important that Annabeth feels some jealousy. (laughs) Yeah, also true. (laughs) Because all the while, Percy has been feeling jealous of Luke. So now we finally get to, like, (laughs) you get to feel jealous now. It's not it's so good, good. Tool, especially in young relationships to gauge how you really feel about people. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I agree. 100%. And I think Rachel was the perfect character to do that with because she I love at it's the so end, cool. especially she's like, <laughs> she is if cool. you're not down for this, that's cool. Like, I know you got that thing with Anna, but like, no stress. No worries. Like, I'm not going to get caught up on some guy. Like, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to be boss and I'm going to paint on my jeans. And you're like, you do you. (laughs) Yeah, she is pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. I I really, I think he just struggles because he's a teenage boy. (laughs) Yeah, that's mainly what it is. It all boils down to they're 15 years old. You're like, oh yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> when I was when I was a 15 year old, yeah, that I had some similar feelings and experiences. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So, what makes these two just work? They are clearly not two easy people to live with. So, how do they make it just work? Um, I mean, it doesn't work at the beginning <laughs> they right. have a lot of they arguments have to, they the- have to work at it and grow into mm-hmm. the relationship but once it's established and once they choose each other then it really does kind of just come naturally and i think that in part two we'll talk a lot more about their dynamic as a couple because really yeah. they're not a couple until the very very end, very end. right like it's hard to talk about them as a couple without getting into the Heroes of Olympus series mm-hmm. because yep. it's like they get together and like have like very little time as a couple and it's very cute the time that they have together. It's adorable. It is very cute. I love them. But you it's like when you reach the end of a romance and you're like, okay, but now what? And it's great because <laughs> yeah. we, we have the Heroes of Olympus series to go, 
this is what happened. <laughs> this is what. This is now this what. Is okay. <laughs> yes. But I, I think, think their teasing of each other is kind of like sort of like a glue to their relationship mm-hmm. over time because it, it builds their friendship when she calls them seaweed brain. And, you know, it just, it builds familiarity with each other and trust. And I think that in the end, we kind of see them like turn that into a more like affectionate type of teasing, which I think is really cute. Well, um, yeah, like, I can't say about the next series. So you guys yeah, got to wait We won't get that. into that. but need to read yeah. it I- just I think <laughs> I think that being able to laugh together is one of the most important parts of a relationship and I 100%. think that because they like you know will laugh and tease each other that's part of like you said that's part of the glue that kind of keeps them together they can laugh at each other's failures and they can grow yep. and overcome it without taking it too seriously and without being like oh no she probably thinks i'm an idiot now it's like no she already she already thought you were an idiot like it's nothing new <laughs> she already knows that <laughs> yeah right. and through going on quests together where they're together pretty much 24 7 like they've seen the highs the lows everything in between there's no secrets at this point like it is just all laid out and they still right. are it like is what it is i still like you even with all yeah. the craziness that we've been through, you're still the one I choose. And, you know, you just, after you go through so much together, you're just kind of able to overcome the little day-to-day stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, kind of what we mentioned before, they level each other out. Percy acts on his instincts and just does things whereas annabeth is the thinker so they help balance each other um i really like that aspect and also just the idea that um they are two people that have a say and just do their thing Mm -hmm. they they aren't easy people right nobody else could really put up with them but they put up (laughs) with each other yes Um, and they see each other at their best. They see each other at their worst. Um, it's just the way it is. And I think that's Mm -hmm. great. It's a lot of growth and a lot of development, which I think works out well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Percy and Annabeth as well is that they are two very independent people. Like, they Mm -hmm. both have their own backstory. They both have their own trauma that they've had to overcome. Mm -hmm. They both have their own interests and their own, like, stuff that they like that the other one's like, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, Annabeth loves to, you know, read and she loves architecture and she loves and Percy's like, cool for you. (laughs) That's your thing. You keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's on you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like, Percy's, like, super into, uh, I mean, what is Percy into? You don't really see his hobbies as much because he's always, yeah, (laughs) trying not to die. But, like, I feel like he's more, like, sporty and then he's, like, you know, loves going and swimming and hanging on the water. And Annabeth's like, you have fun with that. You could do your thing, man. I'm going to stay here with (laughs) my book on dry land. That's also crucial in a relationship is being able to be independent people. Yes. (laughs) Like, there is an aspect of, like, togetherness. But I think with them, like, we even get certain books where they're not together all that much. And they're just Mm -mm. able to both 
develop on on their own and i think that's really important that they're not like heavily reliant on each other i think mm-hmm. that that's, yeah it's that's not a, a good i think a relationship yeah right. i think there's a lot not, of yeah there's a lot of romances and books that are maybe a little not so healthy and i like yeah. that this one <laughs> shows a bit of a healthier relationship between mm-hmm. them where they are independent people who happen to fall in love with each other and they're very cute together but you could just talk about annabeth or just talk about percy without needing to talk about the other one yep whereas certain books like you're like i have to talk about katniss if i talk about Peta. Like they are yes. pretty intertwined. Oh my gosh, that we talked about that who very is early Bella on. Yeah. Without Edward, like, yes. honestly, Gross. who is honestly. Jacob Someone without Bella? She apparently, becomes an empty husk of a person. Jacob <laughs> yes. without Nessie. Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay, moving on. <gasps> moving on. Now <laughs> examples of <laughs> oh, yes. Um, but okay, so last Olympian. Has a lot to unpack, Ooh, but we're going to just focus on two things. Uh, so Percy's bath in the river sticks and <sighs> Percy's choice to not become immortal after the final battle. So what so are our good. thoughts here? Let's just so talk. So good. I just <laughs> love the the um, mirroring. That's not the word I want to use, but that's what's coming to mind. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty much. Between... Annabeth having to face the oh my gosh what if I lose Percy right now and he chooses to become immortal that he had to face when she was mm-hmm. facing the choice of becoming mm-hmm. a hunter uh, a hunter of Artemis right like if she had chosen to become a, a part of Artemis's pack of hunters he wouldn't like their relationship couldn't have happened and he would have lost her as a friend and similarly here if he chooses immortality, she doesn't have that immortality. There's a, you know, there's a really harsh deadline and like stopping point of where their relationship and that friendship could yep. go. And so that parallelism, there we go. That's the word I wanted all the way all along <laughs> between these two moments, books apart from each other, I think is just similarly to how we were all like, you can't just have Percy learn all of these things. Annabeth mm-hmm. needs to learn them as well. Yep. Percy can't be the only one to have jealous feelings over Luke. It's important that Annabeth also deals with jealous yeah. feelings, right? So it's I agree. Just one of those things where it's like they both had to kind of have this really Im- important realization of, oh, I don't know what I would do if they weren't in my life kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the relief of, oh, I still have them. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Oh, I, that was close. <laughs> I will say I don't think it was as hard a choice for Percy as it was Mm-mm. for Annabeth. Yeah. No. Both because yeah. they were further in their relationship, like they were much yeah. more established. And I don't think immortality was ever really something Percy wanted. Like, yeah. I don't I think I that that was ever <clears throat> even a temptation for, for, for him. relationship, I don't think that was presented for Percy. No. It was no, presented I, to be a trial for Annabeth, not for yes. Percy. Like, yep. yes. the answer was easy to him. It was mm-hmm. for her to think through and question. To g- go through yeah. that drama. Yeah. Of, oh my goodness, wait. <laughs> but I, I, I love do what think he does choose, though, instead yes. of becoming immortal. What he forces the gods to promise to do is like actually be present in your kids' lives, or at least try <laughs> be good, to. Be decent parents. Not even good <laughs> parents. So be great. decent parents. And claim to your, your kids. children. 
Like, come yes. on. It's and great. I, that, but I think that that fits Percy's character so well because right. he has always been about other people. That mm-hmm. has always been Percy's core motivators were how can I help others? How can I sacrifice right. my Even own when needs he meets for other Ethan, people? Ethan Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. he meets him, he's like, okay, I know you're on that side, but like, let's have a talk. But, let's try and like, yeah, come on. I want to help you, and this is not the even best way Luke, to do it. who he yeah. kind of hates because Annabeth is in love with him, and he's like, you're my love rival, but also like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he still he still battles with trying to like, figure let, out like, let's what save is, you. How do we save right. him? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like, Even though he knows, like, he if kill Luke's... the Fire Lord, he just wants to yeah. stop the bad thing from happening. Stop the bad <laughs> <Yep>. guy. <laughs> but like, even with Percy understanding, like, if they do save Luke, there's a chance that Annabeth would still maybe want to be with Luke. Like, mm-hmm. there's always that chance when he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, when it comes down to it, I want to save as many people as I can. And he's principled. He is the best. Um, and. Then there's the whole uh, River Sticks thing, which we got to talk about. Yes. Beautiful scene. One of my favorite scenes of the whole series. I think it was this idea of like tethering yourself is such a great interpretation of the dip in the River Sticks. Like, I'm sorry, but like the whole, yeah, Achilles heel was weak because that's where his mom held it when she dipped (laughs) it in the river. Like, that's the lamest. Taylor, you can't just say that's so lame oh, it when it, does. it makes a lot of logical it sense does. that that's why his heel was the weak point. <laughs> but you wanted more from that. You're like, this is a magical river that right, makes you just... invulnerable. Boop. But if it's covered by someone else's fingers, like the water won't get in there. Like that's not how that works. <laughs> so I, I like this it idea. Is how that would work, but okay. <laughs> We're not I like the idea <laughs> that it's not like his mom's fingers became invulnerable. She's like, my fingers can't That's... be hurt. <laughs> no, the, really the story funny. is that his heel didn't go in the water at all because the mom couldn't touch the river. Anyways, oh. I. <laughs> I like the Sorry. idea of the mom being the thing that tethered him to yes. this yeah. world. The world. Yep. I studied I mythology. I have plenty of thoughts on it. I think that there should be better explanations for it. The Greeks could have done better. Could have done better. <laughs> and I think that Rick did a great interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, sure. that this idea of tethering yourself and the fact that his thing that tethers him is literally Annabeth is just like chef's kiss. Yeah, it's beautiful. So good. So good. Most it really is. person to him. Like, and then I won't go into <laughs> the Heroes of Olympus side of that, but... Mm. <laughs> we will get but there. But she wants to. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's really important that not only is he tethered... And in his mind, he is tethered to uh, Annabeth. But then when... I don't know if I want to get to this just yet. Because it's I one know, of it's... my favorite Perkabeth moments. I don't know if I want to talk about it. Ah, because they're going to get to that question next. But when she takes a hit for him. And then he mm-hmm. tells her, like... 
I have this thing and you defend my only weak spot. But <laughs> like, how did a, you it's, know? It's, it's a lot for them to kind of deal with and unpack in the moment. And um, not only does he feel tethered to her, but now he, th- she feels tethered to him in that same bond. Uh, these are both beautiful moments. And like you guys already mentioned, the his choice wasn't difficult for him, but it was more difficult for Annabeth to have to be in that mm-hmm. position of what if. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, this bathing in the river sticks. Man. It's a great it's scene. It's a good, good scene. Good scene. Speaking of good scenes. Yeah. Devin, <laughs> next question. <laughs> so there's a lot of moments and we kind of dabbled at only a couple of them throughout our entire, ch- our entire chat. So what are some of your favorite Perkabeth moments that we have not talked about? Or maybe we have any kind of still have issues that you need to get out. I think even going off of that moment that you talked about where she does Mm -hmm. throw herself and then it's a poison blade and then she almost dies (sighs) and Percy's like, no, and it's, (laughs) it's so beautiful. It is great. It's such a great scene. I love going back like... I mean, obviously in that, but if we want to say in that book, I love the underwater kiss at the end. and like I'm The underwater kiss at the so end like, is oh, so the sweet. best yeah, the romantic way to me, end like, it. Squealing, fangirling when that happens. <laughs> but in Sea of Monsters, I love when Percy is a guinea pig. Yes! Oh my goodness, yes. yes. And Annabeth like, shows up and he's like, oh my gosh, I am so glad I'm a guinea pig right now because I don't know how I would be able to handle this if I were human. Ah! Like, it's just so funny to me. And like, that that's is one funny. of my favorites. It is great. It's like, Annabeth comes out and like, obviously because of like where they are and she's a girl, she's like been all done up and he's just yeah, like, she's been oh. pampered. Like I'm speechless. <laughs> oh no, she's hot. It might even tinier brain than what I originally had. That is yes. so funny. Yeah, I that think is a great mine, I think mine is their first kiss because I love when he's like, I think it's their first kiss. It's when she like pecks him. Right, and then throws mm-hmm. on is that her hat and like, in, yes, like yes, in Mount, yes. In Mount St. Helens. In, the yeah. the quote that I took is okay. He it looks like she's gonna punch him, and then he's like more surprised that she kisses him. And I'm just yeah. like, that yeah. is he so not him, characteristic. Embraced himself, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's a great moment because it just it shows that she's just going for the passion in yeah. the vulnerable moment, and that's not normally her. I was so this I, yeah, close cool. to creating a question just around that scene, but I didn't want to have so yeah. much about. That was Smoochies. it Titan's Curse, I think. Oh, yeah. I already had two mm-hmm. questions. So I, was like, happens. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> so uh, I moved away from it. But um, I also love when. Sh- I don't remember what book it is because they're all. Blending it's all together. blurred. But <laughs> when mm-hmm. she wants to listen to the sirens. Yeah. Oh. And she get, like starts like swimming towards. Uh, Right, she's swimming towards them. Yeah, she breaks out and yes. starts swimming, and Percy's like, "No, you dumb dumb." <laughs> but then, she, but then he gets pulled into her vision of what she sees, mm-hmm. and I love that. Uh, that bonding barrier. The, yeah, the barrier that's broken down between them. Like now, they can actually like kind of talk about this and what she wants and her future and just her feelings because she does close herself up a lot she puts up her walls so this is a moment where 
unknowingly, Percy breaks down one of those walls. Um, and that's the scene where she's at the picnic with her father, and Luke's there as well. And like, so. uh, yeah, <laughs> Luke's. Luke's. Uh, we already talked about Luke. <laughs> yeah, we already. We already. <laughs> but regardless, I think it's a really important scene, and I know that's not the most fantastic one, but uh, like I said, isn't that, that one also in Sea of Monsters? Is it Sea of Monsters? I couldn't remember. I think that one's Sea of Monsters, yeah. Because it's when they're on their way to get the Golden Fleece. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. And to get um, Grover. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Like, that's why I kind of only had to focus. I only had to focus on two in Last Olympian because there's so much. Yeah, Yeah, like that whole book is just shock full of them. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that. The, really, I mean, obviously the underwater kiss, but that whole last scene where, like, the camp comes together and throws them into <laughs> the into river, the... like, yes, <laughs> it's just that classic, like, reminder that they're still teenagers. Like, this is still a summer camp full of teenagers, and when two people get together, you're like... Ooh, let's throw them in the river, like, and then that Percy. <laughs> takes that and is like fine we're gonna stay underwater and we're gonna kiss down here <laughs> it's just such a good scene all together and such a great wrap great. up for the series it's oh so good all right we've talked about our favorite scenes now i want to hear what is your favorite book and i know we've been struggling to figure out which book yeah, is which which book's <laughs> <laughs> nah, my but. favorites. My favorites, the Battle of the Labyrinth. I think I already mentioned that too. You that, did. I agree. One. That's mine too. And I just so really like Calypso good. as a character, and that definitely impacts my favorite book because that's the one. I mean, picking book. my favorite book from the Percy Jackson series is like picking a favorite child. They <laughs> are all so good. I could pick up any of them independently and read it and be happy like mm-hmm. they're fair. all that's fair so good well the first I one think is one that i've reread so many yeah times. yeah, yeah i know like Kaylee's the first one's a classic i think that i also though i mean i think i would pick the last olympian but the titan's curse is a close one just because of the growth that you see from all the characters in that book like it's a big turning point in that one, but I also love Sea of Monsters, and I also like. <laughs> 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 ah! For me, it's the Last Olympian. Yeah. I think it's just such a good conclusion to the entire series. Um, all characters, no matter who, like, if they're mentioned once, if they're mentioned like, like mm-hmm. they all have importance in this text, mm-hmm. and it's important to see their growth throughout the entire series, like. Uh, What's the war god? Uh, what's Cl- Cl- Clarissa? Clarissa? Oh, Clarissa. Clarice. Yeah. Clarice. 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 Yes. Like she's important. And uh, who's the daughter of Aphrodite? Uh, uh, no, Selena. Selena's Selena important. Selena. And, and uh, um, what's his face? Nico. 
No, no, no. Nico. Nico, Nico's awesome. S- Selena's Sorry, Nico's love. just one of my personal favorites. But yeah, again. what's Selena's lover boy? Selena's the Hephaestus, Hephaestus' son, yeah. and it's so Dang tragic. It, I'm blanking on it. I'm so sorry. Their but love story the, like, is also beautiful. Yes, yes. We talked about all it in these one of our small things, characters <laughs> that we thought were in unimportant or just like side characters. They all have meaning, and I think that's what is so. No, yeah, Rick does such a good job with like foreshadowing and. Like weaving in the side character stories into the main story, and, right? Yeah. And I'm just a sucker for a lot of action, and this one has all the battles. A lot of it, <laughs> yeah. Like so much of it is just like fight, 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 fight. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the Last Olympian. Sweet. Cool. All right. So this last question isn't really a question <laughs> because <laughs> we kind of already know where we're heading obvious. with this. I know. Um, do we ship pre part one? I guess we would call it part one. Annabeth and Percy. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a million times. Yes. Yes. What are your to final the ends thoughts? of the earth? Why? Mm-hmm. They are, and there's a reason they're my, like, second favorite fictional couple. Because they are such a good representation of a realistic teen romance. I feel like you read so these guys so are below many... Harry and Ginny for you? Just barely. Just wow. it's, barely. It's close. It's close. Wow. She read um, Harry Potter first. Yeah, that's really all there is to it. <laughs> that's really all there is to it. <laughs> um, honestly, I'd almost put them on the same tier. Like, they are so good. I feel like you read so many books aimed, like, YA books with absolute garbage romances and examples mm-hmm. of what romance should look like. And you're yep. like, this is not healthy. This is weird. This is not how this works. And I think right. Perkabeth is so well written with how realistically awkward 12 year olds would become 16 year olds who like love each Our other day, day. like it's yeah. just i so agree I think, I, I think they're it's so really cute. important to have a to have healthy relationships yes. in ya or right. oh, middle grade absolutely novels. because heaven Devin, knows you twilight Hunger Games. Cool. Like, oh. None of those are healthy. <laughs> they ruin you. Good examples they ruin of relationships. You. Like they're not yeah, good. They were not the best. Books and maybe that was, a and fun that really read, was but our, it's... Those really were like Divergent and Hunger Games. Those really were our That's like what we read YA in high school. T- yeah, that's, they, they were our YA yeah. novels because that's what we grew up with. Literally. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what um, that's, those were the ideas of love that were being put into teenagers' minds. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Not good. Not, Very not good. No. All right. Devin, any other thoughts? No. You ship uh, it, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. We all obviously. ship it. All right, cool. So that's, there you have it. Those are our thoughts. Um, and we had a lot of comments come in. And can I say these are the longest comments that I have received? So you people care about. The Last Olympian, or about Percy Jackson. So let's get on that. So our first comment here is from Olivia. So Olivia, thank you for sending this in. Um, Olivia says, in all caps, heck yes, I ship them. Percy and Annabeth is my all-time favorite ship. 
And she adds, Hook and Emma from Once Upon a Time are second. Another good choice. That's fair. Hook is hot. Yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> he is. Uh, and if you if you don't ship them, I seriously cannot trust you. I love their slow burn. In each of Rick Riordan's books, you can see how their relationship builds and deepens. They go from frenemies to best friends to crushing on each other to being a couple. They have their ups and downs just like any other couple, but at the end of the day, you can tell how much they care about each other even before they are romantically together. They both give up immortality multiple times for each other. Annabeth doesn't stay with Circe. Is it Circe? Circe. 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 Yeah. And become an immortal sorceress, nor does she join the Hunters of Artemis. Percy doesn't take Calypso's offer to stay on her island for eternity. And in a total boss move, he denies the gods <laughs> to offer to make him a god at the end of the last Olympian. All because he wants to live out a life with Annabeth. Yeah, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, She's that's yeah, everything that we was very well put. Everything <laughs> we've been good. trying to say. This there you go. <laughs> <laughs> a nice little summary. Yeah. Um, our next comment is from Mary. Hey, Mary. Um, she says, "I love this couple because they develop a solid friendship and really get to know each other through and through, in good times and in bad times." I'm currently rereading this series, and even in the second book, Percy says that he and Annabeth, Annabeth had already been through a lot, and they had their, their mutual trust and understanding, and that was only in book two. These two complement each other so well, which is probably one of the reasons why I like the Percy Jackson series more than oh, Harry no. Potter. <laughs> no, no, girl. Wow. Both series have their it, pros though. and cons. I, I get it, though. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Both series have their pros and cons, but a pro of the Percy Jackson series is definitely the subtle but solid foundations of friendship, which lead naturally into That's romance true. between the main two characters as opposed to Harry Potter, which kind of throws together romance at the end haphazardly. Uh, when it may or may not have <laughs> been the original intent of the author. <laughs> not sure that's 100% accurate, but I think I read that somewhere. At the very least, there is no question about whether or not Percy and Annabeth are meant to be. Whereas in Harry Potter, people debate if Harry should have been with Hermione. There is no Only question. Only if you're not reading it right, boo-boo. <laughs> There I is, love you, Mary. There's I'm just no kidding. question. True that... fans don't debate that. If you've read the book, <laughs> hey, tell them. <laughs> there is no question in the Percy Jackson series that the two main characters were meant to be from the very beginning. That was a very Facts. loaded comment. Thank that you, Mary. <laughs> love it. Okay, and then our final comment comes from Jillian, and she says, in all caps as well, ship, 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 these two. I mean, these kids are everything. Rivals to loves, BFFs to lovers, slow burn, sassy nicknames, etc. I just love them so much. Okay, cool. Very succinct, but we agree with you. Thank you for sending that in. Um, and yeah, so people are really passionate about these two. I, I honestly can't wait to read and discuss the next series with The Book Was Better. So it's keep good. your eyes it's, out for that it's one. It's somehow better just from a Percy Annabeth perspective. The the original series is better than The Heroes of Olympus. That one's not up for debate. But from a <laughs> Percabeth perspective, it just gets sweeter and sweeter. Mm. Well, yeah, that because you get awesome. to actually see them in a relationship instead of just yeah. that slow burn build up to 
So we'll have even more to talk about Mm -hmm. next time, which is super exciting. Um, okay, so I wanted to thank Taylor and Kaylee from the from the Book Was Better podcast. You both are awesome. We love well, having you on the show. You. We love we being love, here and ranting. We just love talking to you guys and ranting about <laughs> oh, so. I'm sure we will talk again. And I wanted to actually pass it over to you to see if you had any announcements for your podcast and how can people connect with you guys. Uh, well, we're on the social the social medias. I don't know what the I don't know what the kids oh, call it this day. <laughs> um, at TBWB podcast, pretty much everywhere, um, or just look up the book was better podcast, um, and you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Anything. Apple Podcasts, any of those. Um, Stitcher, all the things. We have we have a few oh. episodes with we ship it. We did mm-hmm. um, the, Great the Great Gatsby, Gatsby. and then we also did. The Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Mm -hmm. which is a great episode to listen to. (laughs) Both of them are, but I think the Percy Jackson one, we had a lot more... Yeah, you guys could either pregame. No, Great Gatsby is one of my favorite books, so I feel like we had a lot of fun on that episode too. A lot to say about both. (laughs) Yes. If you guys enjoyed this conversation, you can either well, obviously now you can't pregame it, but you can post game. You can post game. (laughs) (laughs) Pregame for the part two. Exactly. Go listen to that. Exactly. (laughs) If you haven't had enough of us talking about Percy Jackson, then (laughs) there's more. It's a it's a couple episodes back at this point. Um, but it for, was a good one. Yeah. But, um, other than that, do we have any other announcements? We're bored. I don't. <laughs> We're bored. Any? What are you working on right now? Are you still on Percy and Annabeth? Or no, we no. are. So in, we're about most, to release our most recent one. Would I don't know when this is going out. When is um, this going out? We'll, <laughs> we'll have talked about Aragon, which is yeah. A, a, a pretty, an atrocity. pretty controversial <laughs> movie <laughs> book adaptation. <laughs> it's uh oof. I'm I <laughs> it's gonna be a <laughs> Everyone <laughs> has words to say about that one. Um so and then we're gonna do um what's the, the next series, series we're doing? The divide yeah. We just oh. talked about it a little bit. So we're gonna get Have into that. Fun with that one. I've never read or seen any it's of probably them. a now's good my turn thing. to be like what? Yeah. So <laughs> now I'll or get to be I, on that side. I got so mad reading those books. I never read the last one. <laughs> oh man! So this see, I really the enjoyed the first one. one. I couldn't necessarily accept the last two. So I'll definitely have mm. to listen to and hear your thoughts on those two for sure. Yeah, but, but so that's, that's what's that's going on with us. We've got coming next. Cool. So. Well, yes. we're excited. Nice little promo for you, but um, thank you again <laughs> thank for joining. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, shippers, if you are enjoying the show or have thoughts, please rate and review. We appreciate you all so much. You can also find us on social media, which Steph will talk about right now. Yeah, if you'd like to join us for a show or send comments, we would love to hear from you. So please reach out um, at our email at weshipapodcast at gmail.com or find us on social media and interact with Devin on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we love you all. Remember, a little tidbit of advice, if my life is going to mean anything, I have to live it myself. Thanks, fam. Adios, guys. (laughs) 